and welcome to episode 46 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe, well, we're here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And we're fresh off the back of this weekend's live Global VegFest online event. And what a weekend it was. 46 speakers live streamed over two days. The programme PDF alone was more than 70 pages. And we had everything from animal activists to vegan healthcare professionals and even a vegan reimagining of the Carmen Ballet with Carmen transformed by Tracy O'Keefe into a vegan animal rights activist who actually saves the bulls. And we were honoured as Vegan Business Tribe to be asked to open Global VegFest with two vegan business seminars bright and early 9am on Saturday morning. So we're going to bring you the first of those two seminars in today's episode, which was the five things you need to make your vegan business a success. And in this seminar, I go into a lot of detail about the five things that I truly believe that you need to have if you're going to build a vegan business that's going to have an impact. And if you're a regular podcast listener, then some of these key things you will have already heard me banging my drum about. But there's also a few other things in there that might surprise you as well. Then in next week's episode, we'll be bringing you the second of these two live sessions. So that will be in episode 47 of the podcast, which was an absolutely amazing panel discussion that I held with four business experts on how to start a vegan business. And I asked them why more people don't launch their own businesses and what they wish they had known before launching theirs. And I almost literally can't wait to bring you that panel discussion because we covered so much ground and you will hear so much amazing advice that I nearly just put it out there straight away alongside this one. But if you missed it live, then you'll just have to hold on until next week to hear it in full. Okay, so this first session is about 45 minutes long, so let's jump straight into it. So this is myself, first up, opening the Global VegFest weekend with a live stream on the five things you need to make your vegan business a success. And we are live. Well, hello and welcome. And can I just say, it's a real privilege to be first up at Global Veg Fest. And can I, I just can't say enough for thanks that should be given to Tim, Pete, and anyone else who's made this event happen. But also the stellar work that Veg Fest UK have done in just continue to give the vegan scene such a powerful platform when in-person events we all know they've just not been possible. And it's not been easy on anyone in the events industry. And VegFest have had been absolutely no different. So if you want to support this event, so just before we get started, even if you're watching us on playback, then do consider buying a virtual ticket. They're either £5 for the day or £10 for the weekend just to donate a little bit back to VegFest to help them keep putting on events just like this. So just go to the VegFest website when you've got time, look for the global uh, VegFest page and you'll find the virtual ticket links there. Okay, so my name is David Pennell and I'm the co-founder of the online business community, Vegan Business Tribe, alongside my partner and co-founder, Lisa Fox. I'm also the presenter of the weekly Vegan Business Tribe podcast that you can find on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. And why am I here today? Well, basically, I'm here to give you a kick up the backside, if I'm being completely honest. And I'm giving you a kick up the backside because that's exactly what someone did to me before I had a vegan business. And I'm going to start us on this session with a bit of a quick story because 
I first met my now very good friend, John Arwen, at Scarborough Vegan Festival several years ago. And John, he's an activist and author, but he's also a very persuasive speaker. He's over six foot tall. He's shaven headed, just like myself. He's covered in tattoos and he spent his early life in and out of prison. But he's also the most compassionate person I know. And the year I met John, he gave 55 talks in 52 weeks at vegan fairs and events across the UK, pretty much all of them unpaid. And he wasn't selling a book. He didn't have a coaching program he wanted people to sign up to. He didn't even have a line of vegan products that he wanted you to buy. Instead, he was spending every weekend on the road, sometimes talking to a room of 50, sometimes talking to a room with just a couple of people in it to deliver one message. Just being vegan isn't enough. And I have to be honest and say that when I first sat in on John's talk, I didn't get it. Myself and Lisa, we'd only been fully vegan ourselves for maybe six months. And to be told that, all these changes that we just made in our lives, you know, all the friction that we caused with family and friends and the money we'd spent at vegan fairs buying fudge and T-shirts. You're telling me, oh, this isn't enough? But by the end of a talk in that hot room by the beach in a North Yorkshire seaside town, I got it. And what John told me is every day, 200 million land animals are killed to be eaten. 200 million more died yesterday and 200 million more while we're all enjoying our weekends will be killed tomorrow. And that's without including sea life and other creatures that takes the number of animals killed every single day into figures that are just too big for us to even comprehend. And when faced with that, just being vegan isn't enough. Being vegan is the very, very least you can do. At best, it's deciding to be neutral. So by the end of John's talk, I got it. If I was truly uncomfortable with the mass slaughter of animals or the millions of cows in the dairy industry, you know, the calves just becoming throwaway commodities so that we can have milk in our lattes, then deciding just to be part of that isn't enough because it's still going on. Most people watching this will probably already be vegan or well on that journey. But those 200 million land animals will still die today just the same. Just opting out doesn't stop it from happening. We need to do more. And as John had written on his Viva La Vegan t-shirt that day, compassion without action is just observation. And so I'm guessing that the thoughts you have running through your head now were very similar to what was running through myself and Lisa's after John finished that talk. Okay, we get it, but what could we do? And at the time, uh, Lisa and myself, we were actually working as business and marketing consultants, which let me tell you, is a very long way from blockading, uh, blockading slaughterhouses and chaining ourselves to trucks. But what John told me that day is what I'm going to tell you now. And it's all gonna to start to make sense. You start with the skills you already have. We ask ourselves, if we've got all these skills and experience helping businesses grow, can we use those skills to actually move the vegan scene forward? Will we make a bigger impact on the world if we help vegan businesses grow rather than the gosh, ethically neutral, perhaps companies that we were working with at the time? And the answer was yes, we could. And that's why we now run Vegan Business Tribe, a community of hundreds of vegan business owners, just like you, working together to support each other to make a bigger impact and move us towards a vegan world. Because activism takes many forms. Chalking go vegan on the pavement is activism. Going and supporting Camp Beagle in Cambridgeshire is activism. Creating an alternative product that knocks an animal product off a shelf is activism. 
Launching a service that helps other vegan businesses have a wider reach is activism. Creating a buying environment that makes it easier for more people to try plant-based and sets them on their vegan journey is activism. But I'm going to take this maybe one step further. The same as just being vegan isn't enough. Just having a vegan business isn't enough either. You need to have a successful vegan business, a vegan business that is financially sustainable and that can actually pay you a comfortable wage. And this can be a real sticking point for many people with vegan businesses because as we found very, very quickly, a lot of vegans have a bit of a problem with making money. We can think it's unethical, and especially if our companies are making money from other vegans. But let me tell you this, you can do far more good in the world with a profit than you will ever do if you are making a loss. If you decide to launch a vegan business, but you cannot make a sustainable living from that business, then it's only a matter of time before your good work comes crashing to an end. If you burn out or go bust, then you will not be able to help us move the vegan cause forwards. And don't just think that because you've got a vegan business, that some angel activist investor will come and fund it, or that you can just go run a crowdfunder and all these lovely vegans will come out and give you their money to support your new vegan business. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but only around 20% of crowdfunding campaigns are successful. 10% of campaigns don't even receive a single pledge. And good luck attracting an investor unless your business has already reached um, a significant level of success or you've already got yourself a proven history of building successful companies that have sold for millions of pounds. But don't worry. Because myself and hundreds of other members at Vegan Business Tribe, we've got your back. I want you to succeed with your vegan business, whatever it is you are doing. And the range and diversity of vegan businesses now just shows how this sector is growing. We don't just have people making vegan food products. We have vegan web designers. We've got vegan book publishers, vegan performance artists, as you will see later on in VegFest. And even, and this really shows you where we are right now, we even have vegan accountants, yes. So if you have a vegan business and you don't want to keep arguing with your accountant that being a vegan company is a good idea, you can now just switch to a vegan accountant instead. And you just know that you're working with people who share your ethics. So what we're gonna look at today are five things that make a successful vegan business. And to be honest, it doesn't matter what stage your business is at right now. You might be a new start business or you might have an established business that you want to transition to start leading with a vegan message. And as a little bit of an aside, if you're wrestling with that one at the moment, then do come and book a one-to-one -one, um, and we'll tell you and show you how lots of our vegan business tribe members have successfully transitioned uh, doing just that. Or you might just have an idea for a vegan business at the moment. It, it, it doesn't matter. The five things we're going to go through today are things that we've seen have had a real significant impact on the success of people's businesses. And they're hopefully things that you can take away and actually bring into your own business. So let me go through these five things uh, now in one go. And the reason I'm going to just read all five of these out is so that, you know, I'm not going to um, draw this session out and then, you know, make you sign up for some coaching program at the end before actually giving you the answers. And I know we've all been to seminars like that. And don't worry, this is not one of those. Tim would never let me get away with that. So what I'll do is I'll go through these five points and then I'll go through each one in more detail. And the five steps to having a successful vegan business are one. Don't start a business, launch a mission. Two, don't just sell to vegans. Three, build your business with your customers or your audience. Four, go find the people 
who have already done what you're trying to do and learn how they did it. And then number five, don't just build a better business, build a better you. Okay, so that's what we're going through in the rest of this um, session. And you might have been expecting me to give you points like stand out from your competitors or embrace the power of social media. But if you were, then you've obviously never heard me talk before because yes, stuff like that, it all plays a part and sometimes a really important, crucial part. But what I want you to do is actually take a step back from all that kind of stuff and look at some of the really fundamental foundations that are going to make your business more likely to succeed. So let's go through these five points and then expand on them a little. So point one, don't start a business, launch a mission. Now, what on earth do I mean by that one? Well, this is actually... If I'm being true, though, it's, it's one of the most important things you can do when you start a vegan business. And it doesn't matter if you've already got an established business, because this is something that you can still embrace, too. The very best businesses don't have to pay for social media advertising. Instead, people share what they do on Facebook with all their friends. The best businesses don't have to book magazine ads and send out press releases. Magazines call them wanting to write about their story. The best businesses don't have to market to their customers. Their customers come and hunt them down, having heard their story from someone else. The best businesses don't need to go out and find people who will support and help them. People with the skills and the experience will give them their time, often for free, to help them grow their business and reach their goals. Now, why? Because the best businesses don't start a business, they launch a mission. So let me tell you about a company called Refarmed, and that's R-E-F-A-R-M-apostrophe-D, -E -E so Refarmed, run by Geraldine Stark. And Refarmed make oatmeal milk. Big deal, hey? The whole world seems to be making oat milk at the moment. But Refarmed, they don't just make oat milk. They actually help dairy farmers transition away from dairy to making plant-based milks. But that's not the full story. As part of that deal, the farms also have to agree to become animal sanctuaries so that their current animals can live out the rest of their natural lives free from harm. That is a mission. And that is indeed why my partner, Lisa, wrote about Geraldine and Refarmed Oat Milk for Vegan Food and Living magazine. That is why people with lots of experience have come forward and offered their time for free to help Geraldine and give that mission the best chance of succeeding. And that's why I'm telling you all about Geraldine and her company now. Because when you have a real mission behind your business, you will attract other people who believe in that mission too and want to help you achieve it. Some of those people, they will become customers. And some of those people will have their own audience and will want to help you spread your story. But all will want to tell more people about you. Now, this is where a lot of companies do fall down. They think that their company just being vegan is enough of a mission. And if that's you, then I'm afraid to tell you that you may be five or maybe even 10 years too late. And maybe you are making amazing vegan bakes to show the world that you can still have amazing cake and eat it without having to have dairy. But someone can pick up good vegan cakes at pretty much any coffee shop right now. And even my local supermarket sells good vegan cupcakes and cookies. And before you say, but ah, mine are better and more ethical because I'm a small business. I know some of the people who now have their vegan cakes in supermarkets and they started out as ethical small companies making cakes in their kitchens and they still remain active animal activists just like you. So just being vegan 
is no longer enough of a mission. You need something a lot more tangible. You need to be able to show and prove the difference that your mission will make on the world to get people climbing on board. And I know the next thing that you will say, but You'll say, I just sell a standard everyday product. I sell something that's a little bit boring, perhaps. But Refarmed, they just sell oat milk, like hundreds of other companies. Let's look at some other everyday products. Vegan aftershave. And there is a huge selection of vegan aftershaves that you can buy right now. There are thousands of vegan um, perfumes, aftershaves, body sprays. And because a lot of people get aftershave and perfumes as a gift, then most vegans, we just end up with whatever vegan options there are in the high street stores or from the local supermarkets because someone's bought it for us. But if you buy a vegan aftershave from a company called King's Grooming, then you will know that your money goes into funding a social enterprise called Talk Club that their founder, Blue O'Connor, set up alongside setting up King's. Now, Talk Club helps men talk and support each other with their mental health. And it is funded by the sales of King's Aftershave. And when you buy from King's, you don't just get a really good ethical vegan product. You are also helping fund a bigger mission. And where did you first hear about King's? From a magazine advert? No. You probably heard about them from me. I've talked about King's a lot, and I feature them in seminars like this because I want to see them succeed in that mission. And the extra publicity has cost them not a penny. And this is why a lot of vegan companies use their profits to fund their local animal sanctuary, or they make sure that they also do educational work or get involved in activism to actually help create more vegans. And you are just as likely to encounter the team from Viva La Vegan Clothing using their delivery van to pick up waste food from supermarkets to take to Beneath the Wood Sanctuary in West Wales. You're just as likely to see them doing that as you are to meet them on their stand at a vegan fair. Because they are not just running a successful vegan business, they are on a mission. And if your mission is big enough and enough people can see the work you do, then more people will connect with you, which is why out of all the brands that he could have picked, actor and comedian Russell Brand decided to wear a Viva La Vegan t-shirt for his gig at Vegan Campout with 11,000 people in attendance. And that pushed the sales of their clothes that weekend through the roof. So point one, all about mission. How can you bring a bigger mission to your company? So we know that having a mission behind your vegan business, it isn't only the right thing to do. It's actually a really smart thing to do from a business perspective too. But let's carry on down our list. What's the next step to having a successful vegan business? Oh yes, point two. Oh, I love this, point two. Don't just sell to vegans. And I love it so much because this actually really closely ties into that first point. If you have a vegan business and you're just selling to vegans, then you're kind of missing the point of having a vegan business in the first place. There is nothing better as a vegan business to know that you are actually helping create new vegans, that you are helping people along their plant-based journey. But this goes much further than that. Depending on how you gather the statistics, we know that only 2 to 5% of the general population currently identify as vegan. But if that's the case, then why are so many companies and big brands just falling over themselves to bring out vegan products at the moment? It just doesn't make sense. And that's because the biggest marketplace for vegan products is non-vegans. Beyond Meat, they revealed that 93% of their customers are not vegans. In fact, they're not even vegetarian. 93% of the people buying their meat replacement Beyond Burger are meat eaters. 
In fact, research has even suggested that as much as 90% of vegan meals in general are eaten by non-vegans. And we're seeing this trend through many sectors. The biggest consumers of vegan products are non-vegans. A report from Grand View Research valued the size of the global vegan fashion market at nearly 337 billion US dollars, and that's today. But they estimate that by 2027, it will have increased to over a trillion US dollars. That's more than tripling in less than six years. And another recent survey by the Material Innovation Initiative showed that 90% of urban Chinese shoppers preferred animal-free leather. And China, that's not a country where veganism is anything like approaching mainstream yet. Companies registering their products with the Vegan Society Vegan Trademark have just rocketed. And, you know, we we're just talking about vegan fashion. The number of products that have been registered in the fashion category alone with the Vegan Society's trademark has doubled in less than a single year. There's lots of research into this at the moment. And new research from Mintel showed that 32% of people who they surveyed 32% regularly drank plant-based milk. That's one in three, which was up from one in four in 2020. And if you look at just 25 to 44 year olds, it was 44% of people. And now you're just as likely to find a carton of Oatly in a building site's fridge as you are in a student canteen. So where's all this coming from? Why are all these non-vegans buying up our vegan products? And why are they just not turning vegan? Well, that's because, and as you will know, becoming vegan is a journey. And a recent survey by the Vegan Society that found that one in five people in the UK cut down on eating meat as a result of the COVID pandemic. And that wasn't just because animal-based products were harder to get in the early days of the pandemic. You know, we all remember when supermarket shelves were empty from panic buying. But people were saying the reason for cutting down were health, environment or animal welfare. In Germany, coronavirus outbreaks in meat processing plants resulted in a third of people who were surveyed in the country saying that they were planning to reduce their meat consumption because of this. And if a pandemic has done anything positive for the animal rights movement, it has made a lot more people examine our relationships with animals. And this is now playing out in the food and the products that we're all buying. The seeds of all this change, however, they'd already been planted well before the pandemic. Half of all UK adults surveyed say that they had adopted some form of vegan buying behavior without identifying as vegan or vegetarian. And that might be having meat-free days or choosing plant milk over dairy milk. And this was from research that World Vegan Day did back in 2017. But the pandemic has supercharged the vegan and plant-based marketplace. And discussions that I've had with some of the larger food brands, they have said that if anything, the pandemic has brought the vegan market forward by probably two or three years. Consumers are looking for vegan products in the same way that they might buy cruelty-free cosmetics, even if they're not vegan themselves. They understand that vegan products are better for envi the environment. They're more ethical and most likely better for their health too, even if they haven't made the full switch over yet themselves. Vegan, it's cool right now. So targeting non-vegans with your vegan products, it not just makes commercial sense, but it's also a way to get more people started on their own vegan journey. Because remember, it only takes somebody searching on YouTube for a few vegan recipes to find someone like Earthling Ed popping up in their suggested playlist. Okay, so we've had point one and point two. On to point three. Point three to having a successful vegan business. And this one is really important. Build your business with your customers or even with your audience. Now, let me start this 
section by asking you a question. And you can shout back at the monitor. I can hear you, honestly. If you've already got a business, how long did it take you to launch it? Okay. I'm going to say it probably took you a lot longer than you planned, right? You wanted to get everything perfect and lined up. So you spent time on your branding, on building your website, on getting your packaging just right, or building these landing pages. But during that time, who were you getting your branding and website right for? You were probably getting it right for you. And too many times in business, we go out and we try to sell the thing that we want to sell because, well, that's what we want to sell. Or sometimes we create a company selling something that we wanted to buy, but we couldn't find it out there on the market. And if that's the case, maybe you're building a company that's perfect for an audience of just one. You're building a company that's perfect for you. So you had a really nice logo and website created. But how do you know that that's the right logo and website if you haven't got any customers on board yet to tell you what will connect with them? You've spent all this money on social media advertising without learning what problem your customers are actually really wanting to solve. Because most of us launch a business without enough understanding of the people we're trying to sell to. And we don't get that understanding until we start engaging with these people. And I mean really engaging. And if you are spending a lot of time and money on launching a business when you don't already have a really intimate relationship and understanding of your customers and how they're going to interact with what you're about to sell to them, then you're probably going to end up having to spend a lot of that time and money again once you've learned all that. And traditionally, people would build a business behind closed doors and then only release it once everything was perfect and cross their fingers that it was going to work. And that might have been you. Now, though, it is perfectly acceptable to build a business in public. Take a look at Vegan Business Tribe. We had a really clear idea of what we thought Vegan Business Tribe was going to be, but we wanted to test it. We wanted to test that idea before putting time and money into it. So what we did was we just ran it completely free for eight months. We put together some really good content and sent out an email once a week with business tips for vegan businesses. And I thought that's pretty much what Vegan Business Tribe would be. I thought that's what we'd do. We'd just make you know great content every week and people would pay to receive it. So once we got up to, I think it was about 800 people who had signed up for this free account that we had, we then went back to these people and said, how much would you pay to keep receiving this amazing content? And they came back and they said, absolutely nothing. And I was stunned. I said, what do you mean you wouldn't pay for it? Don't you know how much time and effort we've been putting into creating all this content? And they said, David, David, calm down. We love your content. But your content is just what brought us here. What they told us is what they actually would pay for is a community so that they could meet other vegan business owners. So that's why we now do regular networking meetups. They told us that they wanted to be able to get help from Lisa and myself with their vegan company. So that's why we run business clinics every week and we've got a Slack community hub to ask us questions. They said that they wanted to learn more of the marketing knowledge that Lisa and myself have. So that's why we built an online marketing course, especially for vegan businesses. And then once we had those things in place, when we came back and asked the same audience again, would they like to sign up for that? They did pretty much straight away. But had we have just gone with what we thought Vegan Business Tribe was going to be and tried to charge for that from day one, then we'd have been out of business by day two. So it's essential that you get your new product or your new idea into the hands of customers before you spend too much time and money on it. If you're setting up 
gosh, a vegan drinks business. Instead of spending lots of money on a bottling machine and paying for a brand before you've even got a single customer, just hire a stall at a local market or a shopping center and give out free samples and find out what people think. That's actually what Innocent Drinks did. Can you believe? In business, we call this a minimum viable product or an MVP. And you might have heard that term before. You know, how can you test that an idea will work before fully committing and spending time to delivering it? Because you should only ever put money into something that you have proved works to then make it work even bigger and even better. Before you commit the next four or five years of your life to a business idea, try and prove or disprove the idea first. Otherwise, that website that you've just paid £5,000 for, I guarantee you'll be back to your designers asking them to build you a new one because you've now learned what your customers actually want. And even if you're an established business, you can still embrace this testing mentality. Successful businesses solve people's problems. So you should be building that business hand in hand with the people who have got the problems and will likely be able to tell you all the answers too. So get your customers onto a testing panel, set up calls with them and find out how they actually use your product or service. And really importantly, what led them to be your customers in the first place. And don't just do this through a survey, get your best customers on a Zoom call and give them room just to talk about your product and their relationship with it. Because then they will answer the questions that you never thought to ask. And usually that is exactly the information that makes a real difference to your business. Okay, we're rattling through these now. So let's go on to point four. And point four, again, I've started each one of these by saying this is really important, but this one is genuinely really important. And point four is, I love this, go find the people who have already done what you are trying to do and learn how they did it. Okay, wow. <laughs> now this seems both really obvious and really dumb at the same time. But too many of us in business spend so much time trying to reinvent the wheel. And the thing is, your business, it's not as unique as you think it is. The challenges that you are currently facing right now, they have been faced and also overcome by many, many other people. The same pain points that you are hitting now, they have been hit and solved by other people many times over. So why are you trying to work it out on your own? We live in the information age. Pretty much every founder at some point in their career tells their story on a podcast or they write a blog post about how they found success and built their company. Some even write books. So if you want to know how Matthew Glover started the Veganuary movement or launched Vegan Fried Chicken, then there are several podcasts online right now where he tells his story. If you want to know how Seth Tibbet built a global tofu empire, go read his book in search of a wild tofurkey. And not only will you learn a lot, you'll be thoroughly entertained at the same time. If you're launching a new vegan app, don't just try and figure out how to do it yourself. Go and find out how Airbnb or Hatch or Clubhouse launched theirs. Last month at Vegan Campout, I ran into Eric Brent, the founder of the Happy Cow app, and he was just very happy to chat about his advice for new businesses while we were just stood in line for some amazing vegan pizza. And that's the thing with this industry that you are operating in. If you have a vegan business and you're truly on a mission with it, people who are further along want to give back. You can send LinkedIn requests to the founders of businesses who have done exactly what you are trying to do. And because you're both on the same mission and you share this vegan ethic, there is a very high chance that they will accept your request and connect and chat with you. And I've always had mentors throughout my career. Uh, throughout my career. And sometimes 
I've paid for them. But what I learned is, if you find a mentor who is helping you for free, maybe because they've been in a similar industry and they just want to give back, or they really believe in your mission, but if you do this, then one of their big motivations to get your business successful is so that you stop coming back and bugging them for advice. So it's important that you make as many contacts as you can and put yourself in those spaces where people who have already done what you want to do can be found. And sometimes the person who, um, that person who you're trying to find, they only have to be six months ahead of you. And so often we see this, that the person who gives the best solution to one of our vegan business tribe members' problems in one of our online business clinics that we do, sometimes it's the person who has just solved that same problems themselves. So if you're just about to launch a business, find somebody who's just done it and find out if they'll share their experience. If you want to run a crowdfunder, Go speak to the people who have managed to do it successfully and find out how they did. If you want to scale up your business, don't just sit there scratching your head. Go find somebody who's done it and get them to share their experience. In fact, the last video course that we released on Vegan Business Tribe was just that. We found three established successful vegan brands who were stocked across the country, and we interviewed them about how they scaled up. And not only will being connected and being involved with people who have already achieved what you're wanting to achieve, not only will that show you how to do it, it will also inspire you personally to actually go and do it. It will show you that it can be done. And this leads into my final point, which is five, yes, five point five. Don't just build a better business, build a better you. Now, I know I could be sounding like I'm going a bit woo-woo on this, but I purposely left this one to last because to me, this is the most important thing. Success can be measured in many different ways. And for vegan businesses, success also usually means having some tangible, positive impact on the world. But for me, success means also becoming a better version of yourself. And the older people watching this, they might remember that before we had um, Tony Robbins and, and Gary Vaynerchuk, that in the 70s and the 80s, there were motivational speakers like Zig Ziglar and Jim Ron. And Jim Ron, he said, set a goal to become a millionaire, not for the money, but for what it will make of you to achieve it. Set a goal to become a millionaire, not for the money, but for what it will make of you to achieve it. Because the more you work on yourself, the better an asset you will be to your business. So actively take on things that will improve you as a business owner and your business, it will hugely profit from it. Start saying yes to going on someone's podcast, even if you are terrified of speaking and just have faith that you will pick up really important experiences and skills from doing it. Work out how to do Facebook Lives, even if you are the biggest technophobe. We live in the information age where really clear instructions on how to do anything you can imagine are only a few clicks away. Read books by people who have built what you are trying to build. Find podcasts by people who have the knowledge that you want to have and listen to them on your jog or whilst even doing the laundry. That's what I do. And the more you improve, the more everything around you will start to improve too. The most important thing in your business is you. But that's the thing that we always pay the least attention to. Now imagine if your business relied on a single machine, you would make sure that you had that machine regularly serviced and looked after, wouldn't you? 
If your business relied on just a single vehicle always being in good working order, you wouldn't run that vehicle into the ground, leave it to rust and never check the oil. But that's what we do with ourselves all the time. And part of building a business, it's building ourselves, your physical health, your mental health, and your daily joy. They all play a far bigger part in the success of your business than you will ever realize. But most of us, we sacrifice these things for other lesser priorities. And the reason we sacrifice them is not because we don't have the time, even though that's the number one reason that people give. I just don't have the time. It's because we don't give ourselves permission to prioritize it. Now, what if I suggested that you took the afternoon off and went for a walk in the woods next Friday? Or you just spent a few hours sitting in one of your favorite coffee shops with your notebook, you know, turn off your phone, take a couple of hours to recharge and just get some thinking time in. You'd probably say that sounds amazing, but you just couldn't possibly do it. You haven't got the time. You've got a deadline. You've got to get the orders out of the door. Your to-do list reaches the floor and your inbox has got 50 or maybe even 100 unanswered emails in it. But what if I said instead that your dream client wants a meeting with you on Friday? You know, the kind of dream client that would really make your business. Would you say you couldn't do it because you've got too many emails to respond to? Of course you wouldn't. That time, it would magically appear. You would move things around and you would deprioritize the other things. So it's not that you don't have the time for self-care and building yourself within your business. It's that you're not prioritizing that time. You are not giving yourself permission. But remember, you are unlikely to find success in business if you are constantly hitting burnout. And remember, the joy of having your own business is that you are in charge. And we forget this. We completely forget this. You can change pretty much anything you want in your business. You are not a pot plant. You, if you don't like the situation you are in, you can change that situation. You just need to give yourself permission. So, if starting every morning with 30 minutes of meditation means that you are more productive and balanced, then give yourself permission to block book that in your calendar for every single day. Set goals outside of your business. Train for that half marathon. Sign up for that course in photography that you've always wanted to do, and you will be in far better shape to take your business where it needs to go. And at the same time, move the vegan scene forward. Okay, so 45 minutes. I think I'm just up about time. So I need to wrap up because we, we've got a follow-on panel after this. But that was a very quick run through of the five points you need to have a successful vegan business. But I just want to quickly run through those again so that you can actually apply them and take them away and use them in your own vegan business. Point one, don't start a business, launch a mission. Businesses with missions, they don't need to pay for ads. People share their story for them. So what can you do to make your company truly mission-driven? Point two, don't just sell to vegans. 90% of vegan meals are eaten by non-vegans, and people are choosing vegan products and services as an ethical alternative, even if they're not vegan yet. So take a look at what you sell. Are non-vegans a huge new audience that you've never thought about selling to before? Point three, build your business hand in hand with your customers or your audience. Build it with them. Don't wait until it's all perfect. Get something out there as quickly as you can to test it. And then spend the money later once you've proved to make it work even better. Point four, 
go find the people who have already done what you are trying to do and just learn how they did it. Your business and your problems, they are not unique. People have already solved the problems that you currently have. So go find them and make them your friends. And point five, don't just build a better business. Build a better you. If you are the most important part of your business, then start treating yourself like it. Okay, that's pretty much it. So I'm going to wrap up by saying that if you really enjoyed this and you found it helpful, then let's not finish here, okay? Come and join us over on the Vegan Business Tribe website. That's veganbusinesstribe.com. And if you want to talk more, you can also email me on hello at veganbusinesstribe.com. And as a global VegFest visitor, if you are looking for more help and support with your vegan business, then we're also offering a free first month trial to vegan business tribe. So if you do want to meet up with other vegan business owners at our networking meetups, if you want to come along to our business clinics and get access to the course I mentioned and all our other courses and collections, just drop me an email and I'll send you a special promo code. Even if you're watching this on playback and it's a few months in the future, still drop me an email and I'll see if we've got any of those promo codes left. So Thank you for taking part in this. As I said, it is a true honor to be at Opal Global VegFest, and I really appreciate your time. And hopefully, we'll see you over on the website too, so that I can find out more about your vegan business. And that was great to be able to open Global VegFest with that session. And I hope you really got something out of it. And just to reiterate the thanks to Tim Barford and Pete Metcalf, who have been the main powerhouses behind keeping the VegFest brand going all throughout the pandemic. I really hope we get to see VegFest UK returning back to the huge in-person vegan events that they were running before coronavirus hit. Although I hope that the online format will continue to play a part because we've really loved and enjoyed being part of them. And if you want to support the amazing work that VegFest UK have been doing, including launching two new really high quality online vegan magazines during lockdown, then go take a look at vegfest.co.uk just to see how you can support them. And that is it for this episode. And as always, we would really love you to go beyond this podcast and join us over on veganbusinesstribe.com. And that's where you'll also be able to watch back the video version of this live stream in the member events archive. Now, membership, it's only £12.99 a month for Vegan Business Tribe. And people keep telling me that we should be putting it up because you get ridiculous value at that amount. But so far we've resisted putting that up but it means that you'll be able to support us not just keeping putting out this podcast every week but also keep building this amazing vegan business community that you can come and be part of too so we'll be back next week with episode 47 where we'll have the second live stream from this event which was our panel of four vegan business experts plus myself discussing the best way to start a vegan business so thank you for joining us as you know i always really appreciate you giving up your time to listen every week and i will see you on the next one